Welcome to the weekly sermon podcast from the First Christian Church in Great Bend, Kansas. We are a church with a mission of inspiring ordinary people to live extraordinary lives for Christ. It really doesn't matter who you are, what you have done, or how you choose to worship. You belong here. We pray that this week's sermon blesses you and that you feel God's presence through it today. So how many of you have experienced getting stuck in your life? In that there's something that happened that in a sense that has trapped you and is holding you back from going out and living into the life that you long for. Or the image that comes to my mind when I think about people being stuck is that when something not so good happens to us, and I don't know what that is in particular, it's like a chain is put around our foot. And because of that chain, even though we want to go out and do great things, we're not able to do it because we're stuck. Well, for those of you who know what it means to be stuck, today we're starting a series that's all about examining some of the main ways many of us get stuck in life so that ultimately we can figure out how to get unstuck or how, with God's help, to be set free from all those things that have been holding us back for way too long. And the problem that we're going to be getting into today that that I think gets this series kicked off in just the right way because it's something I think we all deal with is the problem of holding a grudge. Yeah, it's something we we all have, right? Now, the way a grudge is defined is harboring anger, resentment, and negative feelings towards someone long after they have done something to hurt you. Again, so you get it. Holding a grudge is harboring anger, resentment, and negative feelings towards someone long after they have done something to hurt you. Or to give you a couple of examples from my own personal experience, a grudge is what I feel when I think back to the 2003 Big 12 championship game where the 13th ranked K-State Wildcats, led by Darren Sproles, beat my number one ranked Sooner something like 35-7. to A grudge is what I feel when I think back to 1988 when, when KU's Danny and the Miracles defeated my Sooners for the national championship in basketball after we beat him three times before that in the year. Because the truth is, Both of those events hurt me deeply. And so even though one happened like 20 years ago and the other like 35 years ago, negative feelings still well up in me when I think about them or just hear the names, Danny Manning and Darren Sproles. Or to help you get the kind of grudge that I'm talking about here, I'm pretty sure the same feelings that raise up in me when I think about those two horrific events are the same kind of feelings most of you have when you think about all those times my Sooners, at least in football, came in and destroyed your team. Yeah, well, in a sense, that's a grudge. Or holding on to those feelings of anger and resentment and negativity long after someone has done something to hurt you. Now, I know it seems a bit silly to to frame the serious nature of this problem using college sports as our example, because, of course, there are much bigger grudges than if our team gets beat. But what you're going to find, regardless of the kind of grudge you hold, is that all grudges basically develop in the same way. Someone does something that that you don't like, you know, in big and little ways, and because of what has happened to you, you develop negative feelings towards that person. It's as simple and as clear as that. Okay, so now that you have a sense of what a grudge is and, and how they kind of develop, let us now get into how holding grudges causes us to get stuck, starting out with small things and then getting into the really serious. 
So when I think about some of the smaller grudges we all seem to develop, I think about things like people making fun of us, people calling us names, hurting our feelings, or maybe someone forgetting something that's important in our lives. And what usually happens when we develop these kind of grudges is we either choose not to deal with that person, we kind of write them out of our lives, or we choose to deal with that person negative to them. And I know you guys get this because everybody I know, every single person I know seems to have at least one person in their life whom they are holding a grudge against in this small kind of way. Now, where these kind of grudges can cause us to get stuck is, first of all, they can cause us a whole lot of discomfort if we happen to be out and about and run into those people out in public. Not only taking the joy of that moment away from us because things get really awkward as they're around, which happens all the time in a small town like Great Bend, but oftentimes these grudges can eventually ruin our day because after we encounter those people, that brings back all those emotions that we just can't seem to let go of. And so for the rest of the day, we seem to wallow in those feelings of resentment and anger because of what those people did to us. And it's even the case for a whole lot of people. They actually choose not to do things they really want to do or need to do so they won't have to deal with that person. Which means the stuckness we experience regarding these kind of grudges happens because these people, in a sense, keep us from enjoying some part of our life. Or how many of you know this kind of stuckness? Or more than that, how many of you, when I talk about this kind of grudge, someone automatically comes to mind. Yeah, it's kind of what I thought. We've all got a kind of grudge like this. Now, to take things to the next level or to get into the mid-level kind of grudges that many of us develop, what, kind of, what comes to mind when I think about these kind of grudges are things like how our significant others sometimes speak words to us in the heat of the moment that cut us to the core. I think about business deals that have gone sideways because of greed or disagreements or mistakes. I think about longtime friendships being destroyed over something our friend did or didn't do. And then what makes these kind of grudges a bit more serious is that these grudges develop not as we deal with people we don't really know. No, these are the kind of grudges that happen as people we know and trust do something to hurt us. Or to get really honest with you, in the 16 years my wife and I have been married, there are a couple of different things that, that she has said to me that has cut me so deep that I still find myself from time to time stewing about what she said as the anger and the hurt begins to take over. Now, of course, she spoke these words to me in the heat of the moment where we all say things we regret. I know I've said horrible things to her. And of course, she has apologized on numerous occasions. I know she doesn't mean it. But still again, that grudge from time to time continues to rear its ugly head in my life. And how these kind of grudges can cause us to get stuck is that they can come in and not only ruin an event or a day for us like those smaller grudges. No, these kind of grudges have the ability to ruin friendships. They have the ability to bring down companies, destroy partnerships, and they even have the ability to take our marriages away if we don't take time to deal with them. Or how many of you might just know this kind of grudge. Now, the most serious kind of grudge many of us experience, excuse me, are the kind of grudges that in a sense are justifiable. And that someone has done something so horrible to us that it affects our entire 
lives. Or what comes to my mind when I think about these level of grudges is automatically I think about my best friend Ronnie who lost his mother in the Oklahoma City bombing and how no one would blame him for holding a grudge against the man who did this to him. In that same category, I put victims of sexual and physical abuse because of how those events have the ability to come in and destroy people's lives. I think about reading this racist letter that was slipped into my best friend's locker in high school because he had the audacity to date a white girl. Or these are the kind of grudges that develop not just over petty little things that we need to get over. No, these are events that do so much harm that it changes people forever which means the power these kind of grudges can have in our lives go way beyond feeling uncomfortable or losing a friend. No, this level of grudge has the ability to define or even destroy us. Or here I think about a woman I know who was sexually assaulted as a child and how that event still to this day defines and controls her. And that because of the anxiety and fear and resentment she has never faced or never dealt with, she really isn't able to enjoy her life. Or there's always something just below the surface that is stealing her joy or because of what's happened to her. She and many others who have dealt with this kind of tragedy, in a sense, they're not just stuck, but they're buried up to their necks because of what has happened to them. Or how many of you might just know someone who lives with this kind of justifiable grudge? Okay, so now that you're getting a sense of grudges on a couple of different levels, because they're not all the same, let us now get into what we need to do to get unstuck. And it's, it's very simple, yet it's also very hard. So when you go to Scripture looking for answers to this problem, I think what you're going to time, time after time after time, is really the, the only way to get out of a grudge, the only way to walk away from this, no matter how big or how small it may be, is you got to offer forgiveness. you got to let go. you got to send away whatever it is that people have done to you and then move on with your life. But here's the thing. Contrary to popular belief, forgiving others is not first and foremost about what forgiveness does for other people, although that's a big part of it and it's important, but that's oftentimes what people think of when they think about forgiveness. So I don't want you to think about it just being for others. No, the real reason I believe God calls us to be a people of forgiveness is because when we learn how to let go of those grudges, when we learn how to forgive, it's actually that forgiveness that sets us free. Or to go back to our examples, what happens when we choose to forgive is no more awkward moments or ruined days as we try to avoid others. It means all that time we wasted thinking about and dwelling on th those things that have been done to us, all of that is over. It means save marriage and friendships and business, but most importantly, for those who have been taken over by their grudges, for those who are dealing with those justifiable grudges, it means that chain that has been wrapped around their ankle causing them to live stuck has now been released so they can live free. Or the way my friend Ronnie explains his process of getting unstuck is that after allowing his grudge towards Timothy McVeigh to control and dominate his life after this event happened, maybe two to three years, he finally decided that he was no longer going to let Timothy win. 
in that if he continued to hold on to this grudge or if he allowed himself to be defined by that moment for the rest of his life, then not only would Timothy be responsible for taking his mother's life, but in a sense, Timothy would be taking his life as well by stealing his joy. Or what Ronnie figured out is that the only way he could win, the only way he could get unstuck from that horrible situation he was living was to forgive Timothy and move on, which is not only what he did, but it's what he continues to do daily. And the way he does this is, you know, the teaching where Peter asked Jesus, how many times should we forgive someone? And and Jesus responds by saying, not seven times, but I tell you 77 times. Well, the way that Ronnie interprets that verse is that forgiving Timothy is not just something he did and now he's done with it. No, forgiving Timothy is something he continues to do every time he starts to feel that grudge raising its ugly head. And guess what? If you ever met Ronnie, you would never know the suffering or hardship he has been through. You would never know he had this defining event in his life because he truly is one of the happiest, most joyful people I know, in big part due to his ability to forgive and move on. That's how powerful this stuff really is. And so, for me, what I think all of that puts into perspective for us is the only way we're going to get unstuck from our grudges, no matter what size they may be, from the insignificant to those that take over our lives, is we've got to get really, really good at forgiving others. We've got to get really, really good at letting things go and moving on. And it really is that simple. We have to learn how to forgive. We have got to learn how to let go and just move on. But I know for some of you, when I say that, and I say that it's so easy, at this point, what's going on in your mind is you're like, well, that seems impossible to me. And that there's something that's happened to you and you want to forgive and you want to move on, but for some reason you just can't. Well, for me, the best way I go about learning to forgive others, practicing forgiveness, especially when it's hard, because I've had some people do some horrible things to me as well, is what I do is I don't dwell on all those things that others have done to me, right? That's what we do when we're holding the grudge. We just dwell on it, we think about it, we let it kind of define who we are. That's what we do. So instead of doing that, what I do is I take a moment and I think about all those things that I have personally done to hurt others. And then more than that, I think about all those sins that I've committed over the years that have broken God's heart. And then while I have all of that embarrassment and shame running around as I think about the horrible things that I have done in my life, I then think about how even though I don't deserve it, I can't earn it, how others, and and most importantly, God continues to forgive me. And then once I get in that place of feeling that forgiveness and love and gratefulness, it's from that place of being forgiven it seems to be a whole lot easier for me to forgive or to let go of all of those grudges so I can finally be set free. So again, I say to all of you, if you are sick and tired of being stuck because some grudge is there and you're just holding on to it, well, in the same way that God has forgiven you, may you learn to forgive others because that's the only place you're going to find the freedom that you're looking for. And if you still, after all of that, can't seem to find that forgiveness, I I would encourage you to go get on your knees 
and pray to God to ask, you know, help me, God, I can't do this on my own. And just keep bringing it back to God over and over again, because even in my hardest places where I've had to forgive people, this is where I go to God and God leads me to this freedom. God, in the same way he has forgiven me, grants me the ability to forgive others so I can be free. Let us pray. Father, as we start this sermon series today, it is my hope that in this series, people are going to find some freedom in life. They're going to find a situation where they're stuck. They're going to find something that they're holding on to. And here in this series, you use me to give them what they need to be unstuck. And today, specifically in dealing with grudges, Lord, we've all got them. We've got them in small and medium and even big ways. So today, oh Lord, help us to see that if we really want to be a people who are unstuck from these grudges and how they affect our lives, that we need to learn how to forgive. Or in the same way that you have forgiven us, even though we don't deserve it, Lord, give us the strength and the power to forgive others. Knowing that if we do this, it's not just for the people that we are forgiving, but ultimately it's what sets us free. It's how we go out and live into the life that is truly life. So again, I pray to you, oh God, help us to learn how to forgive. It's in your name and for our sake that we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon, and we hope you are able to join us next week. To learn more about FCC Great Bend, visit us online at firstchristianchurchgb.com. Again, that's firstchristianchurchgb.com. God bless and have a great week.